0: This is Heather and you're listening to hey, Radio Mopco. Hey, this is Peter. Hi, This is Justin. <laughs> this, this, this is Alex Turner.
1: You're listening. To radio Hi, Radio Mopco. This is
0: Mopko. Alexander Stern and you are listening
1: hey, to the Radio Mopco. Hi, this is Cass. You're very good. Hi, this is Monty Burch. You're listening to Radio Mopco and you're listening to Radio Mopco. Welcome. Well, let's do
2: this thing. Episode number 8. This is John Kimelico for Radio Mopco. And I want to welcome back Ms. Kat Coppett and Mr. Michael Burns, and later we'll have a little pop-in visit from uh, Mr. McTreadwell from uh, Spontaneous Broadway, which is what we're talking about this week here in Episode 8, is uh, Spontaneous Broadway. Hi.
0: Hi. <laughs> Michael will be here any minute. Hello there. I'm here.
1: I'm Hi. here. Hi, Michael. Uh, so I just had to move something.
2: <laughs> this is one of my favorite uh, formats that we do every year, and uh, this is actually going to be my fourth that I've done with Moscow Se- yeah, Broadway. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because I remember, I also, I especially remember when I auditioned, later asking, maybe a callback says, did you guys do music? And you said, yeah. I said, oh God, it's a coffee maker speaking from the other room. I don't know if we can hear that. We'll do a remote from the kitchen <laughs> one time. Uh, but I remember that, and I was really jazzed, and because I don't know if you guys ever knew this, how bad I wanted to get in the mop go and it, and you did and i did and because i yes yep yeah. lucky everyone yeah uh but and then we did spontaneous broadway and i remember the first season it's like what are we doing what's going on this is crazy yeah. but we had a lot of good shows we always have good shows and uh I remember the second season. I says, "Oh, I know how this starts." I felt like a like a season pro, and 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 was able to help more, you know, because yeah. it's all spontaneous. Broadway of, of anything is so paying attention and so helping your partners and yeah. so just being in the spirit of the moment, because uh, it's a lot of jumping off the cliffs and through the looking glass. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, it was created. It was created. At Freestyle Repertory Theater in New York, circa 1995, and and what you're saying is interesting because it was specifically created to be a tour de force for this group of improvisers that I was working with, who had, uh, especially at the time, a really unique set of varied improvisational skills, specifically. It was a group of people who had been improvising full-length plays. Okay. And and that happens more these days, but back then, right. there were very few people you doing You said that. 95? Yeah. So around early 90s, okay. this group started maybe even late 80s. Before wow. I joined, Ken Adams, who okay. has a great book called How to Improvise a Full-Length Play, uh, and is the creator of The Story Spine, which some people out there may have heard of. Uh, got a group of actors together and started doing a format called play by play, which was a full length improvised play with sort of none of no safety nets. So one set, each improviser playing only one character, done in real time, a two act play. So a sort yeah. of Ibsen like well made play, okay, improvised. Yeah, and his vision was that improvisational theater should be as the, the quality of the theater should be just as good as scripted theater, and if it were, you know, that that was the holy grail for him. So there was this core group of improvisers who had done that, and the company then had had really explored narrative and, thea- you know, narrative theatrical format. So we had that skill, and then we had a lot of singers, you know. We were in New York City, we had a lot of people who were professional singers and musicians, and wonderful person named Sam Cohen who was an improviser with us and also played the piano and had studied musical theater and and a, a core group of people in New York City, you know, who, who loved musical theater. So we had music and we had this narrative format. Uh, the problem with doing the long-form narrative stuff was that you could do a whole evening of theater and have very little chance to shine because once you have your protagonist and, you know, right. you, have, you need supporting roles and... That's great for the story, but it's sometimes unsatisfying as an improviser. So we wanted to create something that was sort of the best of all possible worlds. So we came up with this idea of a first act where everybody had sort of a short-form moment to set up a scene and shine and show off their singing and all of that um, and be the protagonist and have the spotlight on them. And then the second act, where we could use our narrative skills and do a full you know, one-act 40 minutes to an hour uh, musical story
2: yeah. so for those out there who aren't familiar with with the format the the first act um, is where we make up all the songs That's that, right. that we later turn one of those into the full musical for the second for the second act right so the audience comes in they have like little checks
0: so it's set up yeah. you know again we were in the middle of we were performing this show when we first did it on Theater Row on Forty Second Street in New York City, these little off and off off Broadway houses, and um, we were in the you know, we were in the heart of Broadway, and so we set it up to be a backers audition, which, for those of you who aren't in the heart of Broadway, may not mean much, but what it means is uh, producers put together a show and then they need to get funding for it, so they do uh, sort of excerpts, scenes, songs, narrate the story, as a uh, as an offering to backers, at angels, they call them, to raise the funding to get the money to produce the show, sort of like venture capitalists. Right right, 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 So we set it up to be a backers audition, and that was actually Laura Livingston's idea. She was the artistic director of Freestyle Rep. At first, we just had um, different people, sort of characters, like from a farm or a plumber coming in and like pitching their song, and she said, why don't we... Dare to be obvious. Take away all the craziness and just have actors and a producer, and um, and the producer says the the convention is normally you would just do that for a show and say back us in spontaneous Broadway to get in the all the little options you know and have it, the first act have variety. As I was saying right. before, we had the producer say, "Okay, so normally I would just do one show. This." year, there are so many options, I can't decide. So I'm going to show you one song from ten different musicals, and you get to not only choose if you want to back it, but which one you want to back. Oh, yeah. And then, when the audience comes in, as you were saying, they have slips of paper, they write down made-up song titles, the actors, live on stage, pull them out of a hat, a basket, and then are inspired by that song. They set up and sing not only that song, but also the title and a little pitch on the musical in which that song will take place and these
2: these can be like solos duets big group numbers any
0: song that would be in a musical. Any, any
2: kind of any kind of thing yeah
0: right and then having done that so we do eight or ten of those and then having done that at the end of the first act the audience as you were saying has checks and they fill out the check with the name of the musical that they want to see produced it's
2: like their vote
0: like their vote and and then the one that the audience chooses is the one that gets done. Then we
2: go off for 10, 15 minutes and come back and... Right.
0: And what we don't do backstage is plan the story no. at all. No, we don't. Because among other things, we found out that's much harder. I have a couple of fun stories about that, actually. <laughs> 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 want to hear them.
2: And, and visually, too, for the for the show, the first act is all in black and white and the bare stage.
0: Right. Uh, not the people. The not people the people. Are color, but no. Yes. Yeah, they wear <laughs> they, black and
2: white. Yes. Wear, wear, and uh, though some probably want to. But... Uh, we uh and then we come back and and this is one of the is another cool thing because we never do costumes all the time and it's fun to have little suggestions of character costume ideas sometimes we go a lot overboard or just a little hint of a character a hat scarf or whatever and that's neat in the second act yeah yeah
0: well the idea is that the first act is this you know rehearsal room backers audition and then the second act is six months later and we've you know, done the production and it's opening night on Broadway.
2: I always think in my mind when we do that, it's like the scene in the wizard of Oz when, when he opens the door into Oz and it's color. That's right. Yeah. Over the rainbow. Over the rainbow.
0: (laughs) Although in that movie, the people are in black and white in the first act, Unlike us. That's true. Yeah.
2: Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Michael's here. I'm here. Michael, what do you like about spontaneous Broadway?
1: Well, it, It's a different show for me because, well, a lot of our shows I take more of an MC role, a little less improviser. Um, And I play this producer, Mick Treadwell, and he's a a pretty strong character. So I sort of go into a trance um, at about quarter after seven and become Mick. And I find, I was never like a method actor, but I really find that Mick (laughs) Mick is a mask. And... um, he sort of becomes who I am for the next hour or so. Um, You were going to say something? Well,
0: I was going to say, you know, I I mentioned Ken Adams already as Mm -hmm. sort of a major force in the development of this. Ken was our first producer. He played a character called Kip Tipling, and he had a... (laughs) Partly because... Well, yes. And uh, that's a whole other story. We have plenty of time. (laughs) It's all right. But he had this great suit that he had made that had, like, thick, one-inch painted... Well, not pinstripes, but sort of one-inch long stripes all over. Like in street great lines. Yeah, it was great, <laughs> and um, and then the you know spontaneous Broadway has been done many places around the world since then. In San Francisco, in uh, Australia, Australia. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a company now that's doing a spontaneous holo- spontaneous holo- uh, spontaneous Hollywood on the radio coming up next weekend oh in San gosh. Francisco. So it's done all over the place, but I don't think there's ever been anyone other than Ken, originating Kip, who's had the real core Broadway producer, sort of Max Biala kind <laughs> of uh, ethos, uh, the way that, that Mick Treadwell does. So he's he's definitely one of our favorites.
1: And it's, a, it's an interesting thing. Uh, Keith Johnstone... A lot of people know his various books and his work in improv. And he, he does a lot of work with masks. And in the case of, of Treadwell, the suit, the cravat, and the cigar are a mask. And, and, and what that really means is that you really, as a performer, can, if you let the mask do the work, you simply become this person. And it's a pretty well-known thing. Cultures all over the world know about this. And masks tend to have a personality of their own. Right. Right? So you take the same mask and you give it to two different people, they're going to find the same character. Um, It's really kind of eerie in a way. And I think... If I remember correctly, Mick Treadwell was named without my knowledge of the name Kip Tipling. That may not be true, but... um, It's got the same feel, you know, they're they're like cousins, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I I sprained my ankle during an improv show and I was gimpy um, doing... And our first season of Spontaneous Broadway Cat was, where the heck were you, Brazil? Yeah. I think we did a Skype rehearsal where we had Cat like on the front. My laptop on the front row of the theater was Kat directing. And I was barely able to walk. I had a cane. And the name came out of that gimpiness. Mick Treadwell. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, really bad pun. But I had no idea what Ken's character was like. I'd never seen it. Right? Didn't. It just... I think that happens.
0: I, I think there are two things about it. I think that... You know, in various forms. Uh, p- there are also spin offs or, you know, other versions of Spontaneous Broadway that are being done. There's a, a company that has some old Freestyle Rep members who are in the original production called the Next Big Broadway Musical.
2: There's something going to be over in Troy like next month. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember what it was. Oh,
0: awesome. We should all, we should, we should hook up with them. The, uh, <laughs> I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's my pals, but you know people went their separate ways and and started doing things so there's a lot of versions of this kind of thing now mm-hmm. out there but what is core to the original production of spontaneous broadway that i think Ken and Michael found was again this archetypical broadway you know mid 20th century broadway producer and it brings such a special ethos to to the to the whole environment yeah, you know, it's yeah. just a different thing than a host of something right you know right and um, yeah I just so I think you're right I think part of it's uh, the mask of the that dress and it's also understanding the world that we are representing
2: right trying to yeah. move the audience into that yeah. idea because it's not a common thing that people th- even think about you know, the, a, a backwards audition or it's yeah. something we really have to
0: yeah.
2: inform them on and how it, the mechanics of it and the fun of it.
0: It's kind of a genre piece that has other genre pieces inside it. right? right. We don't know what genre the musical is going to be, but the whole show itself is a genre piece.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very meta where that did yeah. that yeah. thing. Um,
1: if Mick was here. I, I thought I actually saw him out there. Hey, Mick, Mick, are you out there? Yeah, Just just a minute, I'll be, uh, I was just getting my, uh, hold on a minute, I disconnected, either. you know the thing, they got the damnedest train station in this town, you would not, uh, it's very, um, it's almost an L, but it isn't, and you come down to this lobby, uh, it's, I'm back, hi. Hi. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. It's are you... John. It's John. Right, I... and of course the lovely Kitty, how are you?
0: Good to see you. It's wonderful. It. It's
1: wonderful to see you. Uh, it's early in the morning, actually. It is actually. early. Yeah. It's a little bit, I don't usually, uh, uh, but I'm glad I'm here. Don't I actually get me, got Don't lost. get me wrong.
2: Believe it or not, I actually got lost in the way here.
1: I can <laughs> fully understand that. It's a little bit confusing. You know, I don't normally go really north of 57th Street on any regular. Uh, this is way north. Uh, this is quite a bit north, yes. But it's very nice. The, there's still some colors on the, uh, yeah, whatever. Very nice. Do you have any fond memories of spontaneous Broadway? Or even unfond memories? (laughs) Uh, You know, people keep asking me uh, about this spontaneous... Here's the thing about Broadway. Broadway It is spontaneous, and it is very carefully crafted. Uh, You you have to leave nothing to chance. I love these improvisers. It's a wonderful thing. But actually, there is no improv, uh, this thing. Uh, in my world, it's very carefully put together. It's rehearsed. It's cut. It's polished. It's changed. It's rewritten. It's rehearsed again. Uh, it's it's when you see a Broadway show, you are not seeing happenstance. You you understand this? I understand. There's millions of dollars being lost on this show, <laughs> and and you have to you have area. to understand that this is very important. <laughs> that you lose it well. Uh, or else you'll be out of business. Uh, when people entrust me with their tax write-offs, I take that uh, trust very seriously. Now, I'm being humorous, because sometimes we make a lot of money, obviously, or I wouldn't still be in the business. But uh, Kitty knows. The hours of rehearsal, the, the agony, uh, and the ecstasy, to quote a uh, title, uh, is is, um, is all a piece. Is but a the, uh, uh <laughs> But this improvisational uh, thing... Uh, that you kids, uh, well, let's just say I have a different way of looking at show business.
2: Cool. We
0: we can't really talk about the improv piece when Mick Treadwell is around because it's it's a sort of parallel universe and it it upsets
2: him.
1: I'm not sure what she just said, but she's very beautiful <laughs> and and smart. Very okay. obviously, very. Yeah. And this, let me tell you, this girl, yeah, uh, she. Yeah, I have not told this story in a while. Oh. I met uh, Kitty Cappuccino. I was uh, at Strauss Restaurant, Times in, Square. In, in, our in our
0: world, uh, not only do the actors get to pick the songs out of the hat and and set up their improvised premise for a show but they also come with actor names right
2: like mine's uh chuck steak
1: you know you both normally enunciate much better than that i couldn't understand a word of that but <laughs> anyway i was telling you a story uh mine
0: is uh, kitty cappuccino Kitty uh, cappuccino, right. cappuccino
1: who, whom uh uh introduced us well it's a story it really is i was having my normal breakfast at shrafts and my normal uh waitress understood me in a way that was very delightful uh, I would have uh, a one poached egg, dry rye toast, black coffee, uh, the newspaper, and my cigar. And this was a ritual, as we often have rituals, and, and it was more or less understood. And I often, you know, I took her for granted. I often didn't even look at her. I'd sit at my table. I'd say, hi, darling, the usual She'd bring it, I'd read the paper. It was very nice. So one day I walked in, I sat down, I said, Hi Darling, the usual, and she said, Excuse me, I don't know what the usual is. This was a shock to me. I looked up and there is this little um very, very beautiful, eager look and I thought to myself, the alarm went off. I thought, Oh my God, it's a performer. <laughs> this is awful. And she said, Mr. Treadwell, your regular waitress is out today. I gave her my order. I thought that was the end of it. She came back with the food. And she said, sir, uh, I know this is a little unusual. Now, if you're me, you know what's coming. She's going to say, may I sing for you. I was grumpy. I had not yet even had a taste of the coffee. So I said to her, preemptively as it were, I said, go ahead, sing now. Ooh. Well, this little bundle of dynamite stepped up and a cappella, mind you, started to sing Feelings, which, by the way, is a song I have always detested from the bottom of my heart. And the producer, never mind, I'm not even going to go there, but it is a song that never should have received any critical acclaim whatsoever. However... The way that she performed that song was so powerful that a silence spread throughout Schrafts. By the time she was done, there was not a sound, not a tinkle of a glass, not a dropped fork, no conversation, not even breathing. There was a total silence. Performers know this silence. And then the entire place erupted into a standing ovation, the like of which you have never seen in a medium quality New York City restaurant in your entire life. I I signed her on the spot. I don't even want to talk about it. It was a few years ago let's just put it that way kitty is that not correct maybe two or three thank you Mr. Treadwell. and uh she's been with us in one role or another ever since
2: you have a, a like a like a stable of of performers that help you out on these backers auditions
1: um do you remember any of the other names <laughs> oh sure my old friend i i'm not sure i'm comfortable with the word stable uh act as a people and need to be regarded as human beings he's,
0: he's joking <laughs>
1: a, Alfred Hitchcock had a few opinions on that, he was a very <laughs> droll individual uh, however, uh, and and Joe Franklin goes the other way, he's always a wonderful human being, everybody's wonderful to Joe his, his apartment by the way is a hazard it's, uh, you can't move through without walking sideways this is all another issue, yes Bud Kiss for example comes to mind a wonderful performer who's been with us for years and uh, uh what's his name again bud b u d as in dog kiss c k i s z uh. bud kiss it's a it's an eastern european <laughs> yes uh, name that you have to pronounce very very carefully yeah yeah and uh jean lem uh, Jean Lamarck. uh Jean that's not quite right
2: i i i i, I think so I'm yeah, Jean correct. Lamarck. Jean uh, Lamarck.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: We used to have a Pandora Boat, but Pandora, went on, Pandora
1: went on to Hollywood. It's too bad because she's a lovely girl. Uh, we have a whole a whole uh, really a sort of a regular cast. It's yeah. kind of like the people that surround uh, Woody Allen has his people that he uses over and over right. again. And uh, and so do I because they're good. What brought you into the theater industry? My God, young man, that was so long ago. I don't even know. I am sure people out there would be interested. uh, Well, I'll tell you something. I started um, uh, selling tickets uh, only partially legally, Uh, and then I actually got picked up by a ticket agent and started selling tickets legally. And uh, uh, I, I, I think I was what nine. I believe. Wow. When, when I got that, it was my first uh, full-time. I, I'm not really big on formal education, although I like to think that I've made up for that with uh, actual uh, real-world learning. Life experience. Life experience, yeah. life experience, and of course the theater is the place to learn. Uh, and uh, before you knew it, I had the opportunity. Um, there was a boxer by the name of uh, Pugsy Bidwell, who uh, was told by his physician if if he had one more fight, uh, that would be the end of him. He would, uh, he would no longer be cognitively able, as they say these days. So uh, he said, kid, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, well, you have a beautiful voice. Why don't you do a show? I don't know where that came from. I was 12. He liked the idea. Um, there was a hall that was empty for a couple of nights between shows. We snuck in. We made some uh, posters. This was all quite... Uh, Uh, actually looking back on it, I think there were a number of people who knew what we were doing and actually sort of let it happen. Well, it was Uh, simpler times. It was simpler times. 52 people showed up. Uh, I made $10. Um, The boxer, I think, made $15. We uh, paid a couple of musicians. Uh, We had a wonderful... And I was hooked. And from there on, um, I went into dance. I became a a hoover. And I did the circuit, you know. You were
2: big with Fosse, right? It
1: was oh. before Fosse. Before Fosse, oh. And that pup. Ah. That upstart. That <laughs> self-important little rude man. That, <laughs> n- never mind. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I, I, I didn't I'm, mean to bring I, it up. I right? haven't even had too much coffee it's, today. It's so, coffee uh, but anyway, I did the whole circuit. I had a wonderful partner. Uh, we danced together, we had a little comic uh, routine. One day, uh, tragically, I pliéed when I should have relevéed, uh, something snapped, and uh, I realized that I had to go back to producing my first, uh, my first love, as it were. And a uh, dynasty was born, which is a good thing, because if you look at the Catskills now, there's nothing left. It was a dead-end trail. That's true. Yeah. The Nevely, gone. All of them, they're just gone. Empty shells, if they're there at all, it's a tragic thing. There's not a bagel to be found
2: <laughs> well, in uh, the Catskills, Mister Treadwell. I want to anywhere. Thank you for uh, coming to visit. I,
1: I just, it's it's a rare pleasure and to sit with Kitty in this uh, environment in the radio studio is really quite, I,
2: I, I, quite delightful. I, I I just checked the clock. Your car's here. We're gonna get you to. Are you trying
1: to? you know in the business. <laughs> Uh, there used to be something very cruel called The Hook. It actually existed. I was familiar with this. Then they went to the, oh, uh, then they went to the playoff music. They would start to play the He'll music be right there. and let you know louder and louder. Uh, James, I'm in the middle of a radio show. Take a break. I have more things to tell. Now, I'm leaving. That's fine. I can take a hint. It's been delightful to see you both.
2: And we'll be seeing a lot of you.
1: I certainly hope for many years. That's right, young man.
2: Thank you very much. So, cat. There you go. There we go. I really love spontaneous Broadway.
0: Yeah, it's it's great fun.
2: <laughs> Boy, did he look! He looked a little. <laughs> what did you guys do to mech? Uh, yeah, he got ran right out of here in a huff. I don't know what was going on. <laughs>
1: oh, he's a little moody sometimes. In sometimes in the morning, you know.
0: He likes his routine.
1: Yes, he
2: does. Well, I think we're about done. We just wanted to um, say that we're going to be at in Proctors on Fridays. In the next six, seven weeks or so. Yeah,
1: November 1st. This is 2013, in case you're picking this podcast up uh, many years later (laughs) from the archives. Digging it up Uh, from some... November 1st through December 13th, Friday nights, 8 uh, p.m., proctors.org for reservations. And, you know, if you want to learn about us, you can go to mopco.org. Yes, you can. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mopco. And we do have a dedicated... uh, Email address for
2: uh, Radio Mopco, and that's uh, radiomopco at gmail.com. Excellent. So if anybody out there wants to comment or give us some ideas or just say hi, we would love that.
0: And if you have, like, song titles that you'd always love to hear made into songs or, you know,
2: that would, come on if, down
0: and suggest it, it.
2: Or if you have a song title, send us an email, and we'll send grab an email. those. Maybe
0: we'll sing it next Ooh, time.
1: email song titles. I like that. You like that? Yeah. Send those in or... Anything like that. With your name and a PayPal payment <laughs> 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 for the price of a
2: ticket. because <laughs> And uh, we have a big weekend coming up this weekend? We do.
0: We're going to be, our new space at 309 Union Street is going to be open all weekend, just sort of as a pre-holiday open house. We're going to have impromptu classes going on, maybe some jams. Those of us who are around in the company just hanging out. Cleaning up, continuing to get our space ready and happy to talk about improv or play games or tell you about what's up. All happening here and lots of surprises that we will
1: discover at some point. (laughs) Things in boxes.
2: Ooh. Well, I want to thank you guys for uh, coming and talking about this. This was very fun. And uh, we will talk to you soon.
0: Thank you, John.
1: Thanks, John. This has been fun. Love you. Bye. Bye.
0: This is Heather, and you're listening to. Hey, Radio this Mop- is, is Peter Hi, DeLon. this is Justin. Yeah.
1: This is Alex Timmons.
2: Mop- hey, Mop- Hi, this
0: is Alexander Stern. You are listening to Radio Moscow. Hi, this is Cat. You're Mary.
2: Radio Moscow. Hi, this is Mike Burns. You're listening to Radio
1: Mop- Mop- And you're listening to Radio Moscow.